1: KSLR is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you'll get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of the Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Mark Longoria. Well, hello and welcome to Church of the Week. I'm Barry Best, sitting in for Mark Longoria this week. And if you're not familiar with our program, Church of the Week is a great opportunity for you to listen to pastors from around the San Antonio area, find out more about them, find out more about the church. And because um, there are a lot of people out there who don't have a place to go worship or haven't found that perfect place yet. This is an opportunity to, for you as uh, the listener to find out a little bit more about the church. And then you can go to a church and and uh, be with a pastor that you feel comfortable with. And today, I've i, I got to say, I, I uh, just met this man maybe 30, 40 minutes ago before we started doing the show. And already I'm so pumped. He's so passionate about what he's doing. I'd love to introduce to you Pastor Henry Becetta. He is the pastor of City Church International here in San Antonio. Pastor Becetta, thank you very much for joining me today.
2: Well, thank you uh, for all the work that you do uh, for the city of San Antonio to bring the word of hope, the word of encouragement through KSLR. And we want to just say thank you for the great work that you do. You represent our city with excellence.
1: And thank you very much. We appreciate that. And uh, what we like to do is, uh, as you know, there are people out there who maybe can't make it to, uh, to service on Sundays or Saturdays or can't do it at all. And they're kind of shut ins. We try to provide the inspiration for people to turn on the radio and hear the Word of God and know that it's out there. And so this is our little give back to the community as you give to the community every time that you uh, that you preach at the church. Okay, uh, Pastor Basetta let's just start from the beginning. Uh, where are you from and a little bit about you as, as a person?
2: I was born in Eagle Pass, Texas, border town down in South Texas, uh, border town to Piedras Negras, Coahuila. You know, I've lived in San Antonio for 21 years, so I consider San Antonio a home here, although I have lived uh, in other places as well, but San Antonio is home for me and uh, my wife and I and our only son, we enjoyed and we we love this city.
1: Okay, so growing up, how big of an influence was the church in your in your home life?
2: Well, by the age of 9 years old, my mother and I gave our lives to Jesus Christ. Um, and uh, it was a great experience, a, a God encounter, a God moment. Um, and from that point on, uh, I got to understand uh, what church was, who God was, and uh, vacation Bible school and Sunday school and the Royal Rangers and, and different ministries uh, from the church. So uh, at the age of nine, that's when I started to get a grasp of who God is.
1: And, um, I, I have a situation where I was, it was later in life for me. It was like in my early twenties, mid to, mid to late twenties, actually, where I found God and I found that this is my following and I want to, I didn't understand what God was and what the purpose in life was, but now I do. Now, as far as when you got a little older, it, it's unfortunate. But religion and church is not when you 're a teenager is not a cool thing to do. maybe. How did you approach that in your teenage years
2: well by the by the by the time I became a teenager, I was out of the church uh, i was uh, I had gone through so many things in life already from being a child and uh, and situations in the family uh different circumstances and um By the age of nine, I gave my life to Christ. I was on fire for Jesus Christ. I was loving every bit of it. But then I I began to get an ill taste for church, for religion, for uh, a lot of it from where it— church and the people at times didn't match up. Uh, Sometimes I didn't know what was worse. I could not distinguish the world from the church at times just because of people's demeanor or behavior at the time. Uh, I should not be uh, judging or looking at people, uh, but at the time I was very immature as a young man, so i didn 't quite grasp uh, the relational part of God, the intimacy part of god so in that in that area, I failed and I rebelled and I, I went into, I was in the wilderness for nineteen years, uh, and it was a, a long road, a long journey. What brought you back? What brought me back was one, I, I reached a a point in my life where I cannot do it without God and everything that had been imparted into my life. The word of the Lord uh, declares there in the book of Proverbs to train up a child in the ways that they should go. And, um, And so the Bible, the word was the seed was already planted in me. I already knew better, but I didn't do better. And so what grabbed a hold of me is when I reached a time, a pivotal time in my life, a real, it was a real paradigm in my life where I was facing life and death. And, um, and the only way out was just Jesus Christ as the way for my life. Um, I didn't have uh, everything else that I thought can save me, could not save me. And um, and so that was the most pivotal time in my life. It was an encounter uh, where I, the love of the Father just embraced me, just picked me up, did not make me feel uh, that I was a, a sinner, I was with shame, with guilt, with condemnation, but just called me a son and just embraced me and loved me and gave me another chance in life.
1: So at this point, what made your thoughts, maybe thinking about, oh, I want to become a pastor. I want to preach the word. I want to let people know. What, about what part of your life was that at?
2: Well, that part of my life had always been uh, spoken into me since I was a little boy. As a matter of fact, I have some great people that spoke into my life that Said I would be a minister, uh, and they would see that uh, to it that in their lifetime they would see me ministering the gospel. Um, one of them was my first Sunday school teacher was was Mama Bell. I call her Mama Bell. She's actually a spiritual mother to many people. Her name is Ruth Bell uh, from at the time it was Destiny uh, Revival Temple. Uh, now it's Destiny uh, Center or Des- Destiny Christian Fellowship. She was my first Sunday school teacher, and uh, it was was incredible, uh, her being what she did in my life, uh, speaking to my life. And then there was a lady by the name of Mama O, uh, which is Dodie Osteen, which also got to speak into my life. The Osteens, uh, my parents, had a great relationship, and we were part of the Oasis of Love, which is now today Lakewood Church. And then there was a gentleman by the name of uh, Pastor Bud Gardner uh had a church faith outreach, and Pastor Charles Flowers is now the pastor. Uh, and so uh, great men and women spoke into my life, and of course my parents, my father, my mother, and they all said that I would be a, a, a minister, a preacher one day, a pastor one day. I did not know that... Uh, that day was me today, mm-hmm. and here I am today. God's word does not return void.
1: Right. You, you mentioned a little earlier and I want to kind of go back and step back a little bit about the time where you, you, know, you didn't see God in your life, and there was that time when you were you know, rebellious. Now, did you ever 100 percent doubt what God had a plan for you? Where, is there any point at all that you were doubting it in your mind?
2: You know, there was times where I did doubt you know and i th- i believe that i doubted just because of the fact of my sinful nature of the things that i was doing uh it's like the more people told me a god, about god the more i wanted to get away from god and um then uh, there was times where i, I just doubted. I was confused. I was uh, uh, just did not have no direction in my life. Just kind of was very promiscuous, just doing whatever I wanted to do because I was filled with such rage and such anger, such hate. It was just about me. It was just about my pride, me and me, me, me.
1: Which is a lot of what society is about today in a lot of aspects. It's all about what's good, what's best for me, 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 but not seeing the bigger picture.
2: And that is correct. You know, I tell the church today that the three favorite people that ch- people in church love to pray for is me myself and I right, right. and I was one of those mm-hmm. you know I was the type that if I got in trouble I would go to God mm-hmm. if, if if something wasn't going my way I would run to God so I always knew that there was something there it was a God connection but at times I still doubted at times I, I wavered for so many times and and, um, you know, but I thank God that he loves the backslider, the the church, the under church or the over church. He loves us all equally.
1: Yeah, well, I just want to remind folks that uh, this is Church of the Week and uh, today I'm privileged and honored to speak with Pastor Henry Becetta of uh, City Church International right here in San Antonio, Texas, which leads me into let's talk a little bit about City Church, what it, when was it started? How was you, your involvement with it? And what was the inspiration behind City Church?
2: Well, City Church International, God had spoken uh, to us, uh, to my wife and I, uh, back in January the 30th, the year 2000, at 10 p.m. Uh, I have it very, right very. Down very down to God is a God of right. details, and, and I have it down. And so the vision came, the dream came, when that would evolve and it would be manifested now. That was not my job to determine that, but it was God's time. But I remember um, the evening of... um it was November the seventh. No, October the seventh, I take it back. October the seventh, uh, two thousand nine at eight PM Eastern time at Wool Harvest Church with our pastor, Pastor Rod Parsley. Um, and the Lord showed a a green light to us that it was now the time to plant in San Antonio, Texas. It was now the time to go and uh and start what God had called us to do. And on November the 11th, um, 2009, on a Wednesday evening, we started in our in our home. Uh, by the very next day, we received a phone call and God opened the doors for us to start having our first service. November the 15th, our first official service at the Dominion Country Club, and uh, it was sponsored by them. And, and as a matter of fact, they ended up telling me that, "Hey, Pastor." Uh, rich people need God also and so <laughs> maybe we,
1: more so than everybody else maybe
2: so we had our service there by the following day we I had a pastor friend and great people uh, with uh, there with a, uh, International Bible College with Pastor David Cook and the Cook family there and they opened up their doors their campus and they have a church there and And we started in the basement part just in Bible studies I was really just working with people uh, just sharing vision of what God had called us to do. By January the 9th, 2010, we had a full-blown service on a Saturday night there at International Bible College in the real sanctuary, uh, real instruments, and, and it was up and going, and by August of 2010, uh, we were transitioning. God opened the doors for us uh, here on 281 in Bitter's area at 12,000 Starcrest, and God opened the door. And on the day of my birthday, on September the 4th of 2010, the keys to our new facilities in the church was mm-hmm. put in our hands. And uh, by September the 18th, we had our grand opening. Great men and women of God mm-hmm. came out to support it. And here we are, City Church International.
1: Do you still have people when you started way back? Do you still have people that are still coming to church?
2: Absolutely. Uh, We have, I would say, about 80% of the people are still there uh, that began with us uh, from the living room.
1: Mm -hmm. From the living room. So when you started in the living room, how many
2: people? Uh, There would, I'd take a guess, it would probably be in the range of 20 to 25.
1: And where are you at now?
2: And now uh, with combined services, we are exceeding over 100. Wow.
1: Okay, so if I'm looking for a church, why and what can you offer me at City Church International?
2: I think first and foremost, the one thing that uh, that captured me about God was his love. And I am passionate about God's love. Uh, in my life, but to share with others. God just didn't love us enough just to keep it just for ourselves, is to share it with others. And I really, f- that is the one, that's our model to love God, to love people, serve others and change the world. So I, f- I firmly believe that they're going to feel the embrace of the father from above and the embrace of, of true servant leaders in our, in the house of the Lord.
1: Now. Sorry, your your wife Jacqueline is involved, as of course, with the church. What is her role?
2: She is the co pastor of City Church International, and uh, she is the backbone of the whole ministry. I thank God for wives, and I thank God for for my helpmate. Uh, you know, and so I thank God for specifically giving me the woman, the wife, the mother, the friend. Everything in my life for her. She plays an incredible role. Uh, she also ministers on Sunday mornings, on Wednesday evenings, uh, discipling the women, uh, teaching youth, young men, young women—a little bit of everything. She, we just have a servant leadership heart,
1: right? And uh, we'll we'll get it uh, later in in the show. We'll we'll tell people the worship times and when they can come and all that kind of stuff. Now, um, we'll get back to more involvement with the church, but I want to ask you some questions. That I want to really, I'm really wanting to get your feelings on this. Tell me what you have seen changes in the church as a whole from the time where you at nine years old found Jesus, found what you want to do to today. What changes have you seen in how the church has maybe looked at in society?
2: Well, the change is drastic. Uh, there's definitely been a paradigm shift, especially now, uh, with the 21st century, the millennials or, uh, the, the X generation, the, you know, and, uh, Things have changed. Uh, One of the areas uh, where uh, young men and young women or this generation is calling for something relevant, something vibrant, something lively. Um, And uh, I I thank God for praise, for worship, uh, for the word of the Lord, because those are the principles. The principles are the principles. And uh, we need all that in the church. Uh, But. They want something real. They want something genuine, something sincere, authentic. Uh, they don't just want to hear it. They want to feel it. They want to see it. And, um, I think, uh, right now that is one of the greatest things is one that this generation is looking to be loved, to be accepted. And, uh, we as the church must be that model, that example that our church can be a one stop shop you know just like Walmart today mm-hmm. uh, if you want to buy furniture you can buy furniture if you want an LED screen you can buy one if you want groceries you want clothes if you want patio furniture you can find it well we must shift as a church today to, to have all those resources for our people from parenting for example mm-hmm. I would never would have thought that we would need a ministry for parenting uh, and so so in my time, there was no such thing as right, a parenting right, ministry. Yeah, there right, was exactly right. uh, uh, there, There's uh, a ministry just in general, just for men, women, and young men from substance abuse, from all kinds of different things that today that this generation is crying out for. Uh, and we as a church need to be ready to be the answer in today's time.
1: And you touched on something a little earlier when we were talking about youth. How important is it for the youth of this country not only the city of San Antonio, the state of Texas, but this country. How important is it for the youth to get involved and understand the Word of God?
2: It's 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 vital. It's 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 a must. Um, young men, young women, because I, I I can tell from my story of the 19 years, and uh, I want to share with these young people not to make the mistakes that I made. Uh, one of them was uh forgiveness. I did not want to forgive the people that had hurt me. And today a lot of young men and women uh think well if you did do me wrong I'm gonna do you wrong and in and, and a lot of people need that forgiveness, that compassion, that love and that nurturing. Uh there's we're living in a in a society where it's a fatherless society. And even at times the key latch kids and at times there is no parents. They're you know they're going from a foster home here and there and so the church is the answer, the truth, uh, where the Word of God is being preached, ministered, but at the same time relevant, where people can feel the connectivity.
1: Right. Why do you think in today's society that the, God is a bad word? You can't, uh, you, you can't do the Pledge of Allegiance in, in school. You know, you can't pray in school. There's so many people out there that are trying to just take God and throw him away. Why is that?
2: I think a lot of it has been uh, by the perception of how churches become at times. I hate to say what I'm going to say right now, but I feel this is the truth. At times, you can't distinguish the church from the world because of behaviors and demeanors or just things that uh, should not be happening in the house of God. When divorce rate is also just as bad as it is with the world there's a problem. Um, you know, when men still not taking the role and you see more women in church than men, there's a problem. When we don't see fathers coming in with families, that's a problem.
1: Why do you think men are not going to church as much as they, why do you think that?
2: Well, one, I I feel that, I, I just taught this in, in church, that when the World War One and World War Two happened, 18 year olds and up men left to go serve in our country. Well, the church, uh, started catering, adapting in the concept of catering to women and children. And I feel where now the church was more for women and for children and not for men. And for what, you know, men, we're tough guys. We're competitive. We we love hot rods. We we love the, you know, just competitiveness. Uh, and the I feel what times that men feel they have to worship like women do. Men feel that they have to pray the way women do. Men feel that they have to do everything like a woman does. And now the Word of God does talk about that that men ought to praise God, lift hands, and, and things like that. But it has to be relevant for men. I think at times they just feel that for men it's, it's you send a wife to church and I'm okay over here. Mm-hmm. Well, we need to get down and, 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 and talk about courage to men and be bold for men as well.
1: And a lot of people out there, and unfortunately there are still a lot of people out there that just think... Uh, church is a place to go on sunday to get a little air conditioning a little you know you you've, you you um, almost like they're forced to go for that hour hour and a half what can you tell people to kind of get that out of their head
2: you know one It's a great place for them to come first and foremost. It's a great step, but it's more than that because when we start to understand that God is not just the church, we are the church and God desires to have a relationship with us. It becomes relational. We're going to want to, Come with thanksgiving in our heart to celebrate. The church is a it's a resource where we can celebrate God's goodness, God's grace, God's mercy, God's love of all that He's done for us. But at the same time, to be a beacon of hope, a beacon of light for others, and we must not be quick to forget where we were also brought from. We didn't have it all together. I tell the church at times. I said the only difference between the people that are doing time in prison and the people that are sitting in dispute is that they got caught and we didn't. Right. That's the thing. Right. And so we wanted to be a place where it's vibrant, it's radiant, and it's, it's alive by the people of God where they are displaying the love of Jesus Christ to others. Right.
1: Uh, again, we're sitting and we're talking with Pastor Henry Vecetta of City Church International here in San Antonio. Before the show ends, I do want to get you got some exciting things coming up at the church here in, in the month of July. Tell me about it.
2: Yes, we have a missions trip to our orphanage center on July 20th and the 21st. Uh, we have a a youth uh, Uh, encounter and uh, youth trip to Houston, Texas as well. Uh, Something that Lakewood Church is putting together on July the 26th, uh, which is coming up as well. Um, And then we have a men's fishing trip that's coming up in July as well. As a matter of fact, our men just came back uh, being at Minute Maid Park, uh, seeing the Houston Astros and the Cleveland Indians with Third Day, and actually Pastor Joel Osteen was there as well. So our men are very engaged, very involved in things that are going. And then we also have adoptable block, uh, which is Operation Blessing, and uh, where we're going to go out here in the Blossom area, and we're going to be cleaning lawns and yards and fences and, and just helping people, you know, just cleaning up the neighborhood and just serving.
1: So just giving back. To that's the community, and that's so important, not only in, in in the view of the church, but in life. You've got to give back. And I think that's an important part of your mission, too.
2: Yes. Yes, sir. And uh, but uh, that's what it's all about. What God's done for us. We want to do it for others. And I'm reminded that, you know, he gave his only son. Right. And there it is. There's the principle he
1: gave. Okay, now we're we're running a little bit short on time, and I do want to get some information from you, our worship times and where people can go.
2: In Spanish, it's at 9 a.m. every Sunday. English is at 10.30 a.m. every Sunday. Then we have youth services at 6 p.m. on Sunday nights. Then we have Monday night prayers at 6 p.m. Wednesday nights, we have a midweek service at 7 p.m., but they can log on to citychurchint.org or call us at 210-497-1550. We're located at 12,000 Starcrest right across Blossom Athletic Center.
1: And in about a minute, if you could reach out to our listeners, give them just a minute of words of inspiration for them as we leave the program today.
2: I just want to encourage you today just that just because you fail does not make you a failure and you are not a product of your past. God has shed his blood for you and I and for all here today that uh, he has washed our sin away. But it's up to you today to make a choice, to make a decision, to receive him as Lord and Savior. And you will begin to see the life that God has for you, the plans he has for you, the dream and the purpose and destiny that he has for you. So be encouraged today that even though there's tough times and different things, but just be reminded that Jesus Christ is alive and he's waiting on you. Many times people say, I'm waiting on God. Well, God is also waiting on us.
1: Give us the website again and give us the information about how people can get a hold of you.
2: citychurchint.org or you may you can call 210-497-1550.
1: Pastor Henry Barsetta, City Church International here in San Antonio, Texas, it has been my honor, my pl- privilege to talk to you today. Blessings upon you and your wife your family and your church thank you very much for what you do for the city of san antonio and just thank you very much for joining us today here on church of the week
2: thank you again
1: thank you for joining us today as we featured the am 630 kslr church of the week we hope that during this past half hour you've got a chance to get to know the pastor and learn something about their church we encourage you to get involved in your local community church If you would like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at kslr.com.
0: Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells.